0: Every week, we do a feature called Six and a Song. Six questions, well, supposed to be six questions, <laughs> normally turns <laughs> into 16 or so, uh, and a song, and our guest chooses one of their favourite songs. So today, we have the ACT Party leader, David Seymour, on the show with us. Good day, David.
1: Hello, David. Hey, good
2: afternoon, Phil and si. How are you going?
0: Very well, mate. Good Thank you for coming on the show with us. No David, worries. can we begin by asking, how did you actually get into politics?
2: Oh, look, it, it, it goes back a, quite a long way when I was finishing school. Um, I always thought, you know, you should do what your teachers say, and the government's full of good people that have the best interests of the country at heart, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and my principal had this huge and very public fight um, with the Minister of Education.
1: Yeah.
2: And I'm sort of sitting there as a 17-year-old thinking, this is not right. How can this be? <laughs> and that's what initially got me interested in, in politics. Um and the more i learnt and the more i read i just became more and more skeptical of what politicians promised um, so you became I, one <laughs> <laughs> well i figured i figured i needed to infiltrate
1: right ah know? right yeah
2: fair enough and i and i realized that there was a there's there an interesting challenge which is to actually try and get political power and then not use it because in my view any idiot can um, you know win an election by saying, I'm going to tax a bunch of people you don't like and give you their money. Um, And actually lots of idiots do. That's how most political parties around the world get elected. Um, But to actually say, I am here to not promise you other people's money and not promise to make rules to stop other people you don't like doing things. I'm just here on the basis that we should have a free society and you can do what you want so long as you're not hurting others. Mm -hmm. Um, That's quite a challenge uh, because you don't have the main campaign tools that other parties use, but I think it's worth it because a free society is a better one.
1: Fair enough. Now, David, can I ask this? One of the things about politicians is that you are without – you're everybody's favourite whipping boys or girls, so to speak, um, but have you got that thicker skin that when people criticise you, are you able to just go, no, I don't care because I feel what I'm doing is right, or does it sometimes just get a teeny little bit under your skin?
2: Um, it, it does in a way, but probably not the way that, that people think. Um, I, I actually feel sorry for a lot of the people attacking me. And the reason <laughs> is that usually they don't know what they're talking about. And so you've got these people that sound off uh, without knowing the facts. And I just think that's a, a sad way to live your life. And you sort of, you, you know, you go on Twitter and someone's saying something totally wrong. Um, really nasty for no good reason they mostly don't know me Um, and I'm just sitting there thinking really you want to spend your life doing that Mm. Um, you know I think it's important to try to uh, keep your opinions to things that you, you know something about and can make a positive contribution and try to actually you know, see the best in people and situations. So, yeah, when you see all that stuff, especially online, yeah. um, it does, does get me down, but more on behalf of the people doing it.
0: Right. David, obviously the ACT Party has one seat and, and it's tough going. Do you live election to election and what is the biggest compromise you've had to make, your own principles, to stay in power?
2: Um, Well, first of all, I mean, I I think every politician should win, should live election to election. Um, You know, that's the whole point of democracy is that you're only as good as the the last time the voters gave you a mandate. Um, And sure, I mean, you know, I sometimes think it would be nice to be one of these MPs in a big party in a safe seat. And, you know, unless they of (laughs) get involved in a major scandal, um, (laughs) then they're, they're almost guaranteed to be returned. Um, but, you know, I, I, think, I don't think you can stay sharp if, if you like that. And there's a few examples of politicians that get complacent and they achieve less because they're in that, that sort of safe space, I guess. Mm. Um, look, in terms of compromises, um, I, I think I've been quite lucky that we've been fairly independent. But I have to say, um, you know, in the previous government, um, we supported a national government, not because I thought they were particularly good, Uh, just because I thought they were far better than the Labour alternative. And from my point of view, um, I think the last two years has has shown that that was about right. Um, But, you know, if you look at the way that the key English government behaved, um, it's difficult with hindsight to see how it was really that difficult, different um, from a Helen Clark government. And so the amount of tax, the amount of regulation, um, the amount of stuff that government was doing that it that really didn't need to be doing, uh, I think, was, was regrettable. But um, as we found out, if, if I hadn't supported them uh, instead of Labour, uh, things could have been worse.
1: Mm. Indeed. David, uh, one thing from uh, from me. When you're not, and I, and I do know that MPs, and especially leader of a party like you are with ACT, um, there's a tremendous amount of time involved in that. When you do have any spare time, what is it that you do just for your own pleasure,
2: Oh look, I I like to play guitar, not not very well, and and certainly not when there's other people around because I'm a humanitarian and I don't want to hurt your eardrums Fair play. <laughs> life. Um, but look, playing guitars is a, a real good um, pastime of mine, um, and it's nice to nice to read and you know try and um, keep your your mind in the world of ideas because one of the the ironies of being in parliament is that of course you got more chance than you've ever had before in your life of actually affecting some changes um but you've actually got less time than you've ever had to to think about new ideas and um you know how you might actually introduce some better policies and I don't know what the the solution to that irony is but um, it, it's nice to get some time to read up and learn a few things from time
0: Good to time. Good on you, David. Do you mind hanging just for a couple of moments? Because then we've got uh, we want to hear your song. We sort of know in advance what it is, and we <laughs> yes. wanna why well, we we're asking the question why that song. But we'll get to you in just a couple of moments. Play some messages when we come back, David Seymour. Six quick questions coming at you, Uh-oh. and just uh, give <laughs> us the, the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, what is your greatest fear?
2: Oh, um, geez, I, I, I've, I've trained myself not to feel fear.
1: Ooh, oh, no. nice. Fair enough. that a very good answer. Now, what? Who is the who is the living person that you most admire?
2: Um,
1: I, I just wanted to say Sir Edmund
2: Hillary, but of course he's not living. Um, no. He is my most admired New Zealander by a long shot. That's okay.
0: good. What is the trait that you most deplore in yourself?
2: Um, probably a bit impatient. Um, you know, There's always a, a lot you want to get done, and sometimes uh, I think I'd probably be more effective if I, if I took it a bit slower.
1: Fair enough. What is your most treasured possession? Um,
2: it's actually a, a DVD that my late mother recorded um, as a way of communicating with my partner, and uh, obviously it's quite special, but... It's also a reminder that there's absolutely no escape for a mother-in-law's. <laughs> <laughs> if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Um, look, I'd probably go with the, 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 the patience thing again. Um, but other than that, um, just taller, a bit darker and um, ever-growing <laughs> hair.
1: Who is the person in the world you would most like to meet that you never have?
2: Oh look, I, I'd love to meet Donald Trump. I mean, there's just so many questions. What's going on, buddy? And um, <laughs> <Very> cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: And finally, what's your greatest regret?
3: Um,
2: I, I don't. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about that. I'm. I'm totally unprepared for the question. Dancing with the Stars. Oh, <laughs> no, mate, just that is, <laughs> that, that's the opposite of a regret I don't know what the opposite of a regret is But that going on to Hasebos is definitely not a regret
0: David, we've really enjoyed talking with you Thank you so much for your time And what's the song that you want to leave us with?
2: So, um, it's actually Fred Daggs We don't know how lucky we are yeah. And I think sometimes we spend a lot of time Talking about how hard everything is And how vulnerable everybody is and so on But actually... I think we should believe in New Zealand exceptionalism We're the greatest country on earth Sometimes we've got to remind ourselves how lucky we are
0: You're a good man David,
3: thanks so much In the great southern ocean When the world's greatest fish was being landed And the boat they were pulling it into was sinking and the sea was quite lumpy And the weather was foul And the bloke with the map was as pissed as an owl And the boys called out Maui you clown, let it go In the noise he reached down for his grandmother's jawbone And he winked at his mates and said Boys... We don't know how lucky we are. I have a feeling I have stumbled on something substantial. We don't know how lucky we are. We don't know how lucky we are. I was speaking to a mate of mine uh, just the other day, a guy called Bruce Bayless, actually, who uh, lives up our way. He's been away on a round the world 8th army do for a year, more or less. I said, describe the global position, Bruce. He said, Fred. Mess. We don't know how lucky we are in this country. We don't know how lucky we are. We don't know how lucky we are. We don't know how lucky we are. There's a guy I know who lives in town. I see him about once a year, I suppose. He's had a coronary since Easter. He's got a hemorrhage in his ear. He went bankrupt a couple of weeks back and now his wife's left him too. I said, you're looking odd, mate. You're looking queer. What are you going to do? He said, we don't know how lucky we are to live in this joint fret. We don't know how lucky we are. He repeated. We don't know how lucky we are. We don't know how lucky we are. So when things are looking really bad and you're thinking of giving it away, remember New Zealand's a cracker. And I reckon, come what may, if things get appallingly bad and we're all under constant attack, remember we want to see good clean ball and for God's sake, feed your bats. We don't know how fortunate we are to have that place. We don't know how propitious are the circumstances, Frederick. We don't know how lucky we are.